0: love this podcast support this show through the Acast supporter feature it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now
1: at indigo we create soft comfy and breathable workout essentials for all women using sustainable and eco-luxury yarns. Our current range covers UK sizes 6 to 20. Inspired by rich island culture, our pieces are created with your curves in mind. Right now, the Relatable family can enjoy 20% of all purchases using the code RELATABLE at shopindigo.com. And don't forget, tag us in your selfies. Hashtag Tribe Indigo. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people.
2: This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom.
1: I'm Shaween, a very near empty star. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Hello everyone and welcome to the Relatable podcast. We are giggling here because we have had the most technical difficulties getting started today. I had to check and see if Mercury was still in retrograde. It is not, but apparently we're in the shadow period whatever that means but hello 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 Sherwin how are you hi Madame
0: Chantal well it has been a day and a half for me and it's not even eight o'clock yet <laughs> it's it's been a tough one one of those days for sure Fiona
2: yeah today has been real shitter but and, and you know too I've been an asshole like I've just been miserable to everybody <laughs> And it's just me stressing because I just have a lot of different things to do. And I just feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. very, very overwhelmed because I think that I can't do it. So I, I was literally thinking because um, I was on my way to the studio earlier to do some painting and I was just thinking of quitting everything. Just mm. I was there formatting in my head the emails to tell people I'm so sorry, but I can't do mm. it. It's one of them kind of days.
1: Oh, Fiona. Okay. You know what, though? It's so relatable. I'm going to give our listeners a heads up just in case you're wondering why we sound, if we end up sounding a bit disconnected. I'm having some serious technical difficulties here in Nevis. And I don't know if it's a matter of the, the Wi-Fi, but something isn't working the way that it normally works. So our flow may seem disjointed, but that really is only because I'm having great difficulties hearing my girls, which is breaking my heart, because one of the things I look forward to is hearing their voices. Ah! So if we sound a bit, eh, eh, what going on with these? Eh, eh, what going on? <laughs> <laughs> and if we cut across each other, I'm not being rude, but I'm just struggling to hear. We just like to keep things really transparent with you guys. You know how we roll, right? <laughs> so right. welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that whoever's listening that you're having a much better day than we are. I been hope so too. So I, don't, I don't I don't I don't
0: wish this day on anybody. I don't wish the way I was feeling earlier, especially today. I literally stood outside a post office ready to burst into tears and want to mash up my phone. So I hope nobody's feeling like that. <laughs>
2: it's one of them cry or kill somebody this. yeah yeah and things. I almost
1: did both <laughs> you know what let's stick to the crying shall we <laughs> My crying is a release so let's stick to the crying okay <laughs> this conversation that we're about to have I know it can actually it can go either way it's either gonna make us laugh a lot or cry or get really frustrated and you're probably out there thinking well what are they going to be speaking about we're actually going to be speaking about hair and we're going to be speaking about the journey that we've each had with our hair how we came to love our hair if we actually love our hair cuz you know I don't want to make any assumptions right and the reason that we decided to jump on this topic is because in 2019 I think it was in the United States of America. (laughs) There was an actual official act which was created by Dove, right? And I'm just gonna read the information surrounding the Crown Act. And the Crown Act was created in 2019 by Dove and the Crown Coalition in partnership with then state Senator Holly J. Mitchell of California. And it was to ensure, or it is to ensure protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles by extending statutory protection to hair texture and protective styles such as braids, locks, twists, and knots in the workplace and public schools. So this was in 2019 in the United States of America. And every time I say that, I don't know why I then put on an American accent, but anyway, and in the UK, I think this act, I remember it actually becoming official in the UK at some point during the beginning or mid-pandemic, I think it may have been 2021, please don't quote me, but the fact is, right, as a Black woman, (laughs) we now have an act to ensure that we are not discriminated against in the workplace, in schools based on the texture of our hair it's still blowing my mind I don't know
0: if I like that or if I'm Mm. just flipping flabbergasted I don't know like really we need an act to tell people they shouldn't be discriminating against us because of our hair why why do we need that there's no act for for anyway I'm going to rant but (laughs) yeah I I just think it, it, it should be common sense it should be common sense. Why is it that we need an act to tell people they shouldn't be discriminating against
2: us? It should be common. Why Why is that a, even a thing? I think uh, the fact that it has to be something that has to be applied into the workplace. It's like, yes, is this is a great thing, but it also makes me feel sad that it had to be done in the first place. Yeah. I celebrate the people who have done it and made sure this has happened, but I feel sad for the fact that it had to happen.
1: Yeah, we have to fight for the hair that grows out of our scalps, right? That's right. This is how deeply entrenched discrimination, racism is that we have to fight (laughs) (laughs) for the hair that grows out of our scalps. It is actually mind blowing. And I can definitely understand why Fiona, you feel a little mixed on the one hand, kudos to those who really fought to make this happen for us. I can't even imagine what they came up against to do this and everyone Lord. that worked on it. Yep. But yeah, Shaween, like you said, why we got to do this, man. Sure. Yeah. However, right. We're going to try our best. <laughs> we're going to try our best not to hop on about it because it is what it is. Yeah. And yep. for me really, even though this is a wonderful thing, I think our personal relation to our hair is much more important in the grander scheme of things because how I feel about my hair, I guess it trickles down into how I, I don't want to use the word defend and I'm struggling for a word, but how I, how I show up, how I show up and how much shit that I'm willing to take. Right. And so for me, my journey with my hair, I find, or I feel that it's been quite a simple story in terms of me falling in love with my own hair. But Fiona, I would love to know from you, when did you fall in love with your hair? Because I know you're in love with your hair, but when did you fall in love with it?
2: I don't know if there was a specific moment. Mm -hmm. Well, there is a moment, but I I need to to bring you through the journey of my hair first. Mm -hmm. Because, and then you'll understand maybe the moment, which I think is a moment that a lot of black women will have had at some point or i hope that every black woman will have Mm. because not all of us love our hair and there are reasons behind that and it's the reasons behind that are not our fault because there's a lot of external factors that have been put in to ensure that there is a hatred for our own hair so it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and just a lot of reinforcements affirmations and a lot of effort to break out of that cycle if you do feel that you hate your hair so my granny's white so of course my mom is half white my mom was born in 1946 so during that time it's of course very colonial and being of mixed heritage and having a white mother there was very little on what to do with my mother's hair other than relax it, right? So I, there are pictures of my mom when she's like, you know, like a, a child, like 10, 11, 12 and stuff. She have her plaits and stuff. But then fast forward to her late teens and stuff, it's all relaxed. And I've my mom has had her hair relaxed her whole life. So there was this thing about, you know, you hear parents, grandparents say, oh, just go and relax your hair, just make it nice, Or go to the hairdresser and make it, you know, those kind of languages that was happening. So as I was growing up, my hair was the most Afro out of all of my family members, right? I'm the last born child and my mother not having training with her own hair, right? And I inherited my Afro hair from my mother, not from my father. My father have a whole set of mix up, mix up part of it, but his hair is more wavy. Okay, so the afro hair actually comes from my mother, who had very little training on how to deal with her own afro hair. So she didn't know what to do with my hair, which is very afro. And from a very young age, my hair was relaxed. I can't say what age it was, but definitely in primary school. And then it quickly broke off because I go and swim in the sea all the time and stuff. So, of course, it relaxed, it broke off. And after that, they put Eskal, let me tell you, I did it all there. Escal, Kill, Jericho, curl all the things. Show when you're not singing.
0: <laughs> I'm trying not
2: to. I was I was it was going
0: through my head and I'm your like mouth was oh, scratching. Go yes, on. You can yes, see it is yes. okay. just the soul glow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> just make your soul. Glow.
1: <laughs> you hit that note though. She hit that note. Eh? <laughs> I say, I say, yeah, that's real
2: quiet. I was, I was. It was, I was Jerry. My head.
1: She was trying not to judge. was <laughs> oh,
0: bopping my head.
1: <laughs> so yes, I had
2: the soul glow. Okay, so in the same way, like in the movie, the greasy walls, the greasy patches. Mm. Okay, that was me. You find Fiona, look for the greasy patch. You find me. I used to bring the spray to school and spray my hair, all my collar was wet and stuff with all the carefree the <laughs> spray. spray. Because I was so proud of it because finally in my head, because the thing is, it, there was this, I think from a young age, I started to feel inadequate because I never had the long curly hair, right? Mm. And because I'm so light skinned, it is an expectation that I'm supposed to have that hair texture, mm. right? So it's like, in terms of all of the whole colonial aesthetic of what is pretty right when people say you have nice eyes nice hair nice complexion all these kind of things it is in terms of your proximity to whiteness mm-hmm. right if you have good hair and all that kind of stuff and I didn't I didn't tick that box there eh? so when I got that carefree girl, I felt like yeah I was trying to fool myself thinking I can have that long curly hair that is fits the aesthetic that everyone says is the best right well it never got there so you know from going to secondary school same thing relaxer relaxer my hair never long I never part of the the it girl crew mm-hmm. all the, the boys who used to because I went to convent right so it's all girls school so all the boys that when you would go into town so after school where it was showy we knows right tell me if it's like <laughs> if it was like this Also in Nevis, all the schools are in different parts of the capital, Mm -hmm. right? Or just outside the capital, not all, but say the the schools in the northern part of the island, right? And then after school, everybody go and meet in town because that's Mm -hmm. where everyone go to get their connecting buses. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get to see all the fine things from the other schools. Mm -hmm. All the college (laughs) boys. You up your uniform or you tighten your belt to make your waist look small and you roll up your skirts and... All oh. them things, right? Yep. And I was never, I was never noticed. Most mm. part, people make fun of me and stuff. Right. And the thing was, I never, no, no boy had no crush on me. You know mm. they'd have crush on the other girls of long hair.
0: Can I start What was the name of that crew you were in, Fiona?
2: Local Mamas.
0: You were in the Local Mamas. All right. So I was I, in the Local okay, Mamas. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up, hold up. <laughs>
2: Oh. Oh, I don't I
0: think saying oh you will not notice y'all with a hot local girl crew mamas. y'all with a hot girl crew showing oh. Um, I know that because I used to be one of the set of girls that wanted she to throw hater. stones at y'all. Well, she was, was a hater. That's I wanted what she to was. fight y'all constantly. Because <laughs> wait, I wanted to be part of the local mamas and she I was wait. never allowed because she I wasn't wait. going to bloody convent. So don't come and tell me you were not being noticed. Y'all were getting all the college boys up to we now.
2: We had our own show, Chantal, just as you know. I used to rap, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I can't.
2: Anyways, when oh, I was part of a squad that was popular, but Fiona by herself wasn't getting attention from boys. Okay. There were other convent girls that who were my friends, and I was part of their squad, but me, I never used to get no current, okay? Okay. So I had the relaxer, you know, that never passed your mm. shoulders, and when you put your head down, the hair following and going up. <laughs> <That's>, okay? <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. That's me. All right. Anyway, fast forward, I went to Venezuela when I finished secondary school just before my 17th birthday and the city I lived in was in the Andes. So it was near the border of Colombia. There are very few Black people. Actually, the only few Black people that they had around were the Colombians. And the Venezuelans did not like Colombians. You treat them real bad. And after a while, my my relaxer grew out, of course. So i looking for salons. i looking for places to do my hair. I can't find nowhere to do my hair. And months pass, and like I have endless, endless growth. And then we went on a trip to Margarita. And Margarita is an island off the coast of Venezuela that's almost half a million people Mm. and when i went it was full of black people and whilst all the other exchange students who were from all over the world from iceland and norway and america and things like that there were a couple of caribbean exchange students but there was of course very few black people collectively maybe about 3% of the exchange students were black, so it's 97% Mm -hmm. white, and they were all looking to party and enjoy themselves. I say, Oi, I need to go and get my hair done. I can't even remember how I found them, but I found some salon that did my braids outside in somebody's courtyard, and I did the longest, bashiest braids ever. They were so fucking heavy, right? But I felt myself I was surrounded by these black Venezuelan women. There were about three of them doing my braids because I didn't have time. So they all had to do it for my do my hair together. And it felt like a, such a beautiful community. And they need to explain my hair to these women because I spent so long trying to explain my hair whilst in Venezuela to all of these people who never seen my kind of hair before. Right? Or belittle that type of hair because like I said, they treated Black people very badly. And then going to Margarita and me being surrounded by these Black women and all of them putting their hands on my head and doing my hair, I felt so amazing. And I think that was the moment that I really came to fall in love with my hair because I was surrounded by women who understood me and understood my hair. So there's your answer.
1: That is beautiful, Fiona. And I love the way that you described it, because I I went to Margarita in my head, like I could see you young Fiona, younger Fiona, because you're not old, younger Fiona being (laughs) surrounded by these Black women and just getting the care and the love and the nurturing that you definitely deserve and deserved in that moment. And it was such a pivotal moment for you. You know, that's when you began to fall in love with your hair. So Tell me something, Fee. So after that, you returned to St. Lucia with this tapped into or having tapped into love and appreciation for what grows out of your scalp. I am understanding that the journey then continued. So as an adult Fiona now, you're living in London. You're here to do things, to study, to, to change the world, which you are doing right now. And then you have this beautiful child, Jariah. So how have you passed on that love of your own hair to Jeraya
2: Well, I mean, it was just a uh, like when I left Venezuela, was in San Jose for a little bit, and then came to London. Right? And let me tell y'all, eh? Them braids, I did not let go of them braids for a good six, seven months, eh? But well, how I long, babe?
1: <laughs> wait, there. wait! You think it's a joke? <laughs> Fiona, did you just say six, seven months? sir. <laughs> I didn't want to see the st- the state of them braids. Wait, our pictures
2: i'll find a picture and we can put it for the relatable people to see okay them braids had so much growth gasa i wasn't letting go of that because i knew i had nobody to do the hair for me mm. right let me tell you i reached back to no show them steel braids okay fingers <laughs> <laughs> <was> making locks <laughs> that's shit. what i'm saying
0: oh shit
2: so when I went to London I tried all the things man I still you know put a little weave and braids and stuff wait stop
1: stop Hmm? Fiona yes I have never in all the years of our friendship yes you in a weave I need proof you need proof good I used to do the Brazilian
2: 24 inch color number 27 wet and wavy I did all the things I tried the bonding The weave is when they sew it it in, right? But Mm -hmm. the boning is when they just glue it on, which looks the best, but it is horrific for your hair. I did it a few times. It wasn't often because it was just too damaging for my hair. But yeah, I tried the weave, but I I taught myself how to do braids. I said, you see that shit? I'm not going through Venezuela again. So I taught myself how to do my own braids. Mm. So after that, I just tried all the different kinds of braid styles, Afro styles. I had locks for almost 10 years. I went through that whole long journey of things. And the only reason why I don't have locks anymore, because I miss the feeling of combing my hair. Yes. That's the only thing. It's not because I didn't like the locks anymore. And yes, I wanted a change too, but I just miss the act of combing my hair. That was the main thing that I missed the most. But to answer your question, how do I show my son or try to instill that love is just daily affirmations kind of thing. Like when I'm helping him comb his hair and stuff, I'll say, your Afro hair is so nice, you know, your hair is so thick and nice. I love your hair. You know, Afro hair is the best. you know, those kind of things, those are things that I wish that I heard growing up because what I heard growing up, not just from say like my mom or family members or whatever, but just other people, your hair really hardy. Eh? Yeah, That's so you and your hard hair, I you have techniques so, right? Is those kind of things out because no one ever told me my hair was nice Mm. or beautiful or whatever. My hair almost felt, not almost, I was made to feel like my hair was a disappointment to others. Because of that expectation, because of my complexion, my hair is supposed to be something else. And you all know this because of what a former friend of mine had said to me, that I'm a waste of a light skin because I don't have good hair. now. Of course, that's a very difficult thing to hear, but I was made to feel that way through countless people's comments, reflecting that my hair is a disappointment. And I don't ever want my son to feel like his hair is a disappointment because he come out shabby, you know, lighter complexion as well. And I don't want anyone to put those expectations that his hair is not as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I make sure to tell him straight that, yo, you know, your hair is lit. Yo, your Afro hair is beautiful. You know, those are the things
1: that I make sure to do. Yeah. And you know, Fiona, every time you you repeat that story of that former friend of yours, using those words, basically using violence and saying to you that you are a waste of a light skin. Like I, I just feel as if someone is stabbing me in my heart because mm-hmm. it just goes to show how generational trauma is passed on when we don't speak about these things because how can the shade of your skin be a waste, right? Why are you even equating the shade of my friend's skin to being a waste? But also why are you equating her shade of skin to be something that is superior to another shade of black race, not color. You know what I'm saying? And that's work. That's a lot of work. My God, we have so far to go. And that, you know, Yep,
2: and, and, you know, that person would consider themselves very pro-black and all of that.
1: I can't imagine how you felt receiving that. I was on the outside when you told us that that conversation took place and I wanted to rise up and just hurricane my ass all over that person (laughs) right (laughs) I wish you were there truly oh Fiona you know as you relayed your story of and your journey of falling in love with your hair there was so much for me pain and beauty you know I love the way that you affirm Jariah about his hair and just about him in general, but obviously we're speaking about hair. I love the affirmations and I love your awareness of knowing how important it is that you do so, even though you didn't receive that as a child and as a young adult, and as your friend, I just want to affirm you and let you know how beautiful your hair is. I love how you play with your hair. I love when you come with different colors. I love when you change things up, when you put in the braids. You know, I I just love your freedom. And I love for me in the last year or so, I've seen you really become even more bold in your hair expressions and creativity. And I love to see it. And I love to see it because we need more of that. We need more representation of Black women playing and being playful with their hair and enjoying their hair because our hair is so political that sometimes we do forget the fun you know to have fun with our hair because yes and whether we like it or not our hair is a political statement it is our hair is a
2: political statement and should not be seen as a nuisance i find we talk about our hair like it's a pain in Mm us and you know yes it requires more time and more love Mm. and yeah, I think but we was like, oh, I had to oh my hair. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know I'm what just...
0: I did with my hair. Um, I know my kids. Anyway, yeah, my kids are very, very much not having the best time with their hair at the moment. So,
2: but yeah. I find your kids have been very creative with their hair. Though they know how to do their hair, and if they they have their own autonomy, they're not depending on people to go to like for them to go to the salon and do their hair. Like I see them doing their own thing. They're going through their trials they're doing their braids, their, their weaves, their wigs and all the different bits, but they're doing it on their own accord. eh? Yeah. To me, how I see your kids coming to understand their hair at their age, I think it's a great journey, right? Because they're going through their period of experimentation, but they're doing it on their own. They're not depending on someone else to dictate how their hair should be. They're doing it how they want to. That's
1: true. Very true. And so ladies, We're going to come back because there's one more question that I want to ask you about your hair, Fiona, but we'll do so after this word from our sponsors. Imagine yourself on an island starting your day drinking fresh coconut water or swimming under the warm waterfalls after a hike or even watching the pink sunset while you stretch into your final yoga pose. Join us for our retreat in Zanzibar this December or summer 2023 in St. Lucia. Find all our packages and plans at labohem.com. Use the code RELATABLE to enjoy 20% off. Labohem healthfulness retreats will be the first week of your new life. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance. Check out United Healthcare Insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at UH1.com. So Fiona, this is the question that I have for you, and it, it, may, be, it may be a little difficult because I know how much fun you've been having lately um, with your hair what is the one hairstyle that you have rocked that you regret the most I
2: thought you'd you're coming to ask me, choose my favorite no and that'd be hard that would have been
1: too easy you know
2: no, no that had been too hard the Ooh, to too a hard. favorite hard.
1: okay
2: all right no that's a favorite that's that one is hard uh the mm. one I regret the most and why okay well I think the one I regret the most. And that doesn't mean I I looked the worst with it, eh? Because I've had some hairstyles that just don't suit me. Like a time a friend put, you remember when Eve used to put them corners going straight back? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> 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 I mean, it is already
0: oh, oh, I can imagine you. Wow. <laughs> Wait, yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, not every natural hairstyle suits everybody. <laughs> Yeah, my forehead is very um it is, so, yes. two. <laughs> okay, so that's a side that's maybe number two. The one I regret because it just didn't suit my face, okay. right? Like cornrows going straight back, maybe cornrows on a whole just doesn't suit me, right? But the hair side I regret the most, I would probably say, is putting the the straight weave, the, the bonding, right? Because it was it was this clear glue so you know because the, the bonding glue is normally black
0: mm. so if your hair is not
2: black obviously you're not going to it was a clear glue you stick it onto your scalp and lace on mm. flat and everything but within a couple of days like you know i was losing clumps of my hair that's and it's yak uh... yeah and then i think straight hair doesn't suit me
0: mm. it
2: doesn't suit my face i don't think it just goes with me y'all have seen me with the straight hair And it's just just a kind of strange feeling. Um, And I also felt, even though when I was doing it, this is like early 2000s and stuff when I did it, right? I was quite like the fashion and stuff. And I know lace fronts are all here now, but that was still something that was, you know, pushed and the kind of Beyonce weave kind of vibe. And I don't know, deep down, I, I don't know. I felt like I was being something I was not. And I think that's, that's the one. So I don't think it's a a thing I regret the most. Because sometimes you have to, you get to learn who you are, through being who you are not. Yeah. So through me going through that little Oh, let me try and put my Beyonce weave. I came to understand all of my Afro hair, even more now having gone through it, done it, tried it and seen how it felt on my head and me not liking it. That's what I'd say.
1: Fair enough. And you know what? Just to give you some backup there, Fiona, Mm -hmm. I too have a forehead that could be perceived (laughs) as being a little large, but I don't give a shit. Because hello, bad girl, Riri. Hello, Tyra Banks. Okay. So Sherwin, you can stay over there and laugh all you want to laugh. Well, I don't know if it's my forehead or my face. It
2: just didn't suit me. It wasn't... Because, like, mm. listen, I don't have a problem with having my forehead out mm. full force. I, I put hairstyles that even, like, show off the forehead more by having it straight back and up and stuff like that. It just didn't suit my face. It, it just... Yeah, maybe it's my head shape. You know, when you put corners straight back going down, it's like, it's kind of shaping the shape of yes. your skull. I don't know. Yeah. It just... <laughs> my friend who had done it, too, she didn't leave no edges. Like, she just... I could picture
0: it. I could imagine oh, it. I could. I could laugh. I have a pink quack. So once you have the forehead, I have the pink quack. So mine is mine. Not that bad. But what's a pink quack, Fiona? What it's called? You, the widow's peak. Widow's what? What is that? You know the thing it, in front at the top of your head, like a chip like a V <laughs> or <On> M. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh what? Well, your hairline. Yes. <laughs>
0: In the middle of my forehead, I have one. Um, it's well, called I'm because we I have quack. a big
1: forehead and that. So I'm just you know <laughs> eternal.
0: We call it pink quack back home, as
1: yes, Oh,
0: uh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quack. Lucians will know what i'm talking about you know yeah you know there's <laughs> people from bush that know them things. wow <laughs> Quack. okay it's, it's, it's the i think they call it widow's peak or something like that but what is it it's, it's
1: her hairline it's the hairline it's the shape yes, of your yes, hair and you know or when you have that little hair.
0: piece you have that little piece coming down in the middle of your forehead like it's
2: a, yes. like oh. a, a little beak type thing yes. yeah okay. i have okay, that okay okay now I have I to have go and watch that.
1: your head, gas. So I, I know. Oh no! <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Fiona, girl, thank you so much. Seriously, really enjoyed your hair stories, and I love to see you rocking your fro, oh my girl. You thank rock you. it.
0: Rock that fee. Go thank on. You. Thank <laughs>
2: you. It was a beautiful journey. All the hard things, all the all the shitty things people said. To me or whatever how, how they made me feel mm-hmm. I think this led to me loving my hair even more now you know it's like I have a lot of love to catch up on you know mm. I like that. so I think I don't yes it comes to sadness and people made, made, made me feel inadequate and stuff but I don't think I would change my journey either because it's just led to the appreciation that I have now and I'm mean, really enjoying my appreciation good
1: lovely good so Sherwin. Yeah, As you've sat there and you're listening and mostly laughing at Fiona's <laughs> hair journey, we're going to get to you soon, you know, so your know, turn is I coming. I know mine
0: coming, I know mine coming.
1: Yeah, you know yours is coming. <laughs> but in the meantime, and between time, what yes. has been bringing you joy this week?
0: What has been bringing us joy? I have been doing this course it's called Regaining Your Mojo. And um, I started it five weeks ago. And last week, last week, no, week before was the last one. Oh, no, so six weeks ago. And week before was the last one. And it is just so amazing. I did it last year, just before we started Relatable. Relatable. And I think it really helps put things into perspective. So you look at all different things in terms of what are you focused on? What are you putting your energy into? What are things you need to work on? And it, it just really set the, set the tone, put me in the right mind um, state of mind to do Relatable last year. Then this year, my friend Mandy called me again and she said, Oh, showing you know, I'm running, regaining your mojo again. Would you be willing to join? And I'm like, girl, hell yes. And so I did it again. And oh my God, it's like the people in that course, they become like family for five weeks, five beautiful black women, everybody very professional. And they just allowing themselves to let go and just speak freely and discuss all the things that you don't even know you're not thinking about you understand it's it's surreal and I, I would encourage everybody to do that it's part of the ikigai it's just such an amazing course that's what brought me joy it finished it's just finished and every Monday we did it so I'm missing it already this Monday and yeah my wish is that it went on for longer but really beautiful and that's what's been bringing me joy
1: we are a hot mess this episode <laughs> and we do apologize to everyone because we, I don't know, it's like we have a, a, a giggling. What they used to call it in school when you have a fit of giggles, <laughs> like one of your friends start to giggle and you don't know why they're laughing, but then but you, you join just in, laugh in and somebody else joins. In. You have to. <laughs> that's what it feels like today. But Shaween, I love the sound of. Is it bringing back your mojo? Regaining your mojo. Regaining your mojo. I yes. love the sound of that,
0: it's it really good. Very reflective.
1: Very mm, very reflective. Nice, nice. And Fiona, what has brought you joy this
2: week? What brought me joy is that I went to Denmark for a day. I went to Denmark to see Jeanette Ehlers. She's a Danish artist. She's actually one of my favorite artists ever. Um, You all may know her as one half of the artists of the duo, of the artists who created the I Am Queen Mary statue, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the baddest fucking homages ever it is the only statue of a black woman in all of Denmark and I think maybe in most of Europe I think Mm -hmm. I would have to double check to see how many statues of black women are actually in existence in Europe but Jeanette is one of the artists she's of Danish and Caribbean descent but one of the things she says when she's describing her work she says is for her to confront the Scandinavian amnesia in accordance to their involvement in the transatlantic mm. slave trade and i love mm-hmm. that the mm. scandinavian amnesia because normally when you talk about the slave trade it's always britain and france and spain and whatever their portugal and stuff but you know places like denmark and sweden were very much in the source yeah and she confronts that but it's just i i went uh, for the opening of her exhibition and she had asked me to write a poem as a tribute, actually, to Black Hair. Mm, um, really, so I wrote, the, yeah, yeah. So I wrote the poem. It's called Coil. Mm. And she made a film to it. And she created. She is like her exhibition is a series of different installations, but the one that she had done where we had collaborated is that well I wouldn't say collaborated I contributed it but the concept was entirely hers and she created something like a shrine and you're walking down this aisle and in the in, at the end of the aisle is this film of a black woman getting her hair cornrowed mm. and then the audio is is myself reciting the poem but walking up to the to the shrine are these cell phones which is what's in like a normal shrine would be like candles right walking mm. into a shrine like, mm-hmm. a, like a, a pathway of candles it's a pathway of mobile phones and it's showing a, different images and videos of violence that has been you know perpetuated against black people through like police brutality and other acts of brutality and at the end of it is this culmination of a black woman getting a hair cornered and stuff, so it's very, very beautiful, but her whole entire exhibition is one of the most beautiful and powerful exhibitions I have ever seen in my life. One of the rooms, the first room you walk into is this huge space, and she has this screen, which feels like 20 feet tall, and it's a film of a moko Jumbi walking through the streets of Copenhagen in specific spots of colonial history, and there's no one else but the Moko Jambi. So they had to, of course, maybe film very early in the morning mm. of this Moko Jambi walking around the streets of Copenhagen and all of these spaces that have these very dark colonial ties, right? And it's just this big screen of this giant Moko Jambi. And then in the moving in, she has another one where she does a tribute to the whip masters of Trinidad. So she does this giant whip. Right. So, you know, like not just the whip masters in Trinidad, but the ones in, you see in Trinidad, in Martinique, Guadeloupe Carnival, Antigua has them as well. Um, Haiti has them as well. The incorporation of the whip. Right. She has this giant whip, which is like suspended from the ceiling. And she worked with people like Robert Young from the mm. cloth. Mm. And she wove whip with hair and um, African print fabrics, and the special fibers used for the whip. So it's, all of it is intertwined into one another. It's beautiful. And one of my favorite parts, I'm not going to tell you all of the exhibition, but one of my favorite parts is this massive room where she has these braids coming in through the ceiling and going all Mm -hmm. the way down to the ground. So it's like braids just coming out through the walls everywhere. Long, 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 long braids. And they all come down together in different spots and they are coming out from black water, right? It's just this big room of black women's Mm -hmm. hair right and she said that she worked with loads of women to help her braid all the hair but it was just like it was so powerful and plus knowing that like Denmark is so white and where the exhibition is is just a few meters away from where they used to have the auction oh, block where wow. enslaved people who were passing <laughs> through um, Denmark. Powerful. So yes. <laughs> For her to do this whole, it's like, the room is huge. Mm. And you're seeing long braids coming down through the wall. And then she also did a piece of performance art that I couldn't stay for because I left the next day and she had done it the next Mm. day. And she had these braids coming out of the walls on the exterior of the building, coming all the way down from the top of the the building, going down to the ground. And she said they're going to have Black women braiding their hair for three hours and that they were moving to the sounds of water whilst braiding the hair. It is worth taking a trip. And I was very, very humbled that a woman that I admired for so long just reached out and asked me to write something and she was happy with it. And she's so lovely in person, so, so, so lovely. And the other people that we met who were involved in helping put the exhibition together were just incredible. So. That this is a perfect uh, fitting example of what brought me joy.
1: So my question to you, Fiona, Mm -hmm. is this, I mean, (laughs) this is the first of three episodes dedicated to her and her love and her joy and her journey. So I think it would be very appropriate to have you read your poem as this week's Under the Mango Tree. No, absolutely. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure.
0: I heard her. It's already recorded. It's already recorded. So there we go. (laughs) There you go. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Well, Fiona, I don't know if I have much to add to the What's Bringing You Joy discussion because the amount of joy that I just received. (laughs)
2: now, my friend?
0: how i have wrong. to drop something.
2: That
1: that's Come a cop
0: out. That's a cop out, Chantal. We'll try that. Out.
1: Okay, all right. What
0: brings you joy, Madame <laughs> Chantal, in the sunshine? <laughs> Why are you running the mangoes? I'm not, and doing all running. these
1: beautiful things. What brings you joy? Okay, okay. What has brought me joy since the last time we shared this audio virtual space? So much. I mean, every day there's been a little pocket of joy that I'm very grateful for. Since we last spoke, there's definitely been things that have been very challenging. It's been an intense few days, last few days. I haven't had a lot of sleep. (laughs) I'm operating on water and mangoes at the moment. And I know, yes, I'm very grateful for the mangoes. But what has brought me joy in the last few days? I have to say it is my little tribe here in nevis yesterday one of my girls rolled up actually she messaged me and she's like shani you're home i was like yeah i'm home, I'm home. she's like all right i I'm coming through in five minutes i'm like all right cool five minutes later heard the horn Toot-toot. inside i don't know if you guys say that in st lucia when you roll up to somebody's house you say inside just now i know we no? don't <laughs> i love it I love inside. Anybody home? You have a dog?
0: (laughs) (laughs) When they're inside already?
1: (laughs) So my friend rolls up. I go outside. And she's like, anyway, I have some goodies for you. I was like, ooh, goodies. And she, now I'm going to say this, right? My friend is St. Lucia division. Okay. Her dad is St. Lucia. She was born in Canada and she grew up between Nevis and St. Lucia, but primarily in Nevis. But of course, you know, she has elements of her her Lucian heritage and culture. My girl made floats. My girl made floats. And rolled up to the house with a little container of hot, fresh floats. Y'all, the joy that that act of love yo I guess that's a big deal you that's know. a big that's deal why
0: it's a big deal for us it's, it's a big, big deal, deal for us but for them back home that's that's why if you remember back when we were back home everybody look mm-hmm. look look and for us it's a big mm-hmm. deal because living mm-hmm. in this place people there's no that, that I, I'm sorry but I don't see that type of love in this place no I don't get Is it. That, that
2: kind but of I mean, okay. For example, like my neighbors, I don't even know their names. Exactly. I just and say you've hi been to them. There for,
0: and you've been living there for how many years?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I just say hi, hello, and stuff like that, and that's yeah. it. So yeah. You know, that's the sp- same so, with
1: me. Yeah. So honestly, guys, it's really my community showing up for me that's bringing me joy, and it's not even just my friends. One of my dad's friends said to him, I think Friday. Oh. I hear Shani home. Here, send these plums for her. Hello. Mm. So I came home one day and there was a big old bag of plums. Red plums? Red plum. I was like, wait what
0: Man. it's okay it's so okay these little pockets Diana, of it's joy right. it's
1: okay it's, it's right.
2: okay you know when last i got red plum you can't get red plum in england it's okay no it's, right. it's, okay. it's okay. okay it's
0: okay enjoy it's okay enjoy right. you guys
2: ask me you ask me what's bringing <laughs> me joy so i'm sharing with you you know i could delete the mangoes here, but the yes, plums the plums but my
0: favorite is the yellow one eh? the yellow the yellow green really yeah, yeah i don't like the red one eh? the yellow one i like what, what? yeah the red one doesn't we have I yellow
1: plum by my homie, you can come and take i like the yellow one yeah i don't understand you don't like sorrel you don't like mom. No. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i eat the red ones but i just don't huh. Like
1: Yeah, Casa
2: don't eat the thing if you don't like it give it to somebody who appreciates it hello no No halfway people in the red plum please (laughs) I don't vex you you
1: don't deserve them so whilst the Lucians battle it out (laughs) about the red plum versus the yellow plum we're actually gonna go under the mango tree
2: coil every kink is a bend in my road the twisted coils of the ocean waves. For snow-skinned deaths I am owed as Yemoya whispers my name through the ship enclaves. Oya, raise me. Carry me through the winds and through the sky. Oshun, I praise thee. Upon my head, my mother's hands lie. My road is winding as I coil round the sun, my fruitful roots, mother braided for me. Through golden spindles my wool is spun, As Mama guides me as I cross the sea. My parched roots stay watered by tears of her pain. Waves rock us back and forth as she softly hums in tight ropes, tight braids lies a secret of rice grains, our hearts beat together under the beat of the drum. In these hands are a language unspoken, tightly bound in rebellious manes, spirit secrets slept in every braid woven, heard gently over the clankering chains. Every duafe that came to part my way Every hand that blessed my roots with oil, Mama gave me cartographies and maps, they say, as I place my feet into the soil. all right folks and that was our under the mango tree i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of our ups and downs through the coils and the twists and turns of our hair no pun intended next week showin is on a chopping block (laughs) right with bad girl showin and i want to find out i want to dig up in the archives for showin's episode just then you know All right, folks. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Catch us next week on all streaming platforms. And
1: I'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye.
1: Relatable. Because a shared journey brings hope. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long